What's going on, you guys? It's your boy, Matt Thomas, and we are back with another video, another podcast, whatever, wherever you're watching this at, wherever you're listening to this at, we're here. Um, I'm glad to have you guys here with me today. You know, as you guys always know, when I start my podcast, I'm always a little bit nervous. I'm always a little bit nervous. That's me just being honest with you. Um, and I was thinking about for this episode, I was thinking about what can I talk to you guys about? You know, everything nowadays, you know, with the negativity of everything going on, you know, society, life. You know, what can I talk to you about? And this is December, and you guys will be listening to this podcast, closing out the year. And I wanted to think about what 2020 has taught us. And I know from everybody's perspective, 2020 has taught them different things and a lot of things. But I think for me, 2020 has been a very interesting year. Um, one thing I can say is um, it's very humbling, you know, seeing everything that has happened this year. To start the year off, as you guys know, or if you don't know, I'm a massive, massive Kobe Bryant fan. Um, the passing of Kobe was was very was tough for me. You know, it was tough for me. How I found out was pretty crazy. My brother ran in the room. You know, he was just like, "Yo, Matt, you know, you're not gonna believe what just happened. You know, Kobe just passed." So obviously, me, you know, I'm like, I would have known if Kobe passed. Like, I would have known. You know, so if anybody's gonna know, I'ma know. Um, you know, and as the news began to unfold. You know, I just started to sit there and I, it just it just hit me differently, you know, because he's like the pioneers, you know, he's one of the hardest workers out there, you know, he's happy, he's living, you know, there's so much joy in his life, you know, after retiring from the league, it's like there's so much joy. And if you're going to take anybody out of all people, you know, you want to take the Black Mamba, you know, Kobe Bean Bryant, you know, I think that was just something that I just didn't understand, you know, and there's times in my life where people that have passed. Um, you know, it was, it was gut checking, you know, it made me start to question things, you know, I'm like, God, you know, why do you take the good ones? You know, you got people out here that's like so bad, you know, you got people out here that's, that's putting people through hell, you know, why do you keep the negative ones? Why do you keep the bad ones on earth? Why are the people that, that promote so much negativity and so much hate? Why do they get to, you know, stay alive and, you know, you take away the good ones? And there's never really a good answer that I come up to find with that. And one thing I always want to say is when I say this to God, you know, I'm very particular about it because I don't want it to seem like that I'm I'm countering, you know, the the ideology that's out there. You know, I'm I'm just I'm human. You know, I want to understand what's going on. I want to understand why is the logic like that? You know, why is it not simple that we could just have everybody in the world, you know, eat? You know, why is there world hunger? You know, how can it be world hunger, but we have a $156 million jackpot? You know what I mean? Like, it's just something, some things to me that I just don't understand. And with the Kobe thing, there was nothing still to this day that I, I choose to understand. You know, that man, you know, lived his life for that of others. You know, he started to promote about, you know, the WNBA saying that, you know, women matter just as much as men, you know. And that's just something that people really don't just highlight. You know, and one thing I can say if, if anybody can understand is discrimination, you know, I'm an African-American male, if you guys don't know that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's just tough. It's just tough, you know, knowing that, that Kobe passed so soon and he was just getting into the joy of his life. And I always ask that question, like, God, you know, what is what is your bigger picture? You know, what is it that that you're trying to to put out there? You know, growing up, one thing I can say is that I was raised in a Christian household. Now, growing up, I believed in Christianity. As I became of the age that I am now, I don't believe in Christianity how I did before. I had to unlearn a lot of things that I was taught growing up that did not teach me the ways of, you know, Christianity. So now when I look at it, you know, people ask me, like, you know, do you believe in God? You know, what's your religion and stuff like that? I really don't think I identify with a specific religion. I think personally, I think it's about your personal relationship with God. You know, one thing I can say is that 
I'm big on, you know, your heart. You know, before growing up younger, you know, dealing with, um, you know, issues of, you know, you know, mental instability, you know, trying to find validation as a man, you know, trying to find myself throughout the endless women that I dealt with or the guys that I hung out with. You know, one thing I can say is throughout that process, I had to unlearn so much. I had to unlearn how to become a better person. And, you know, isolation was one big thing for me. And throughout the isolation of me learning who the man that I am, you know, I think God and me built a, a decent relationship, whether God is whatever you guys look at it as. You know, if you believe in Buddha, you know, Muslims, whatever, if you worship statues, whatever your your take is, is your take. If it makes you be a better person, then I'm, I'm full on support with it. You know, I don't discriminate towards anybody and any beliefs. And I just think, like, you know, it all comes back to, you know, it just came back to me thinking about Kobe. Like, I was in a crib, and I just, I just couldn't really... Couldn't really grasp things. I turned my phone off for a couple of days. You know, I, I came back to hundreds and hundreds of messages. And I was just like, you know, you know, why are people hitting me up now? You know, why why do you why do people care so much when somebody dies? Why do we not give them their flowers when they're alive? And I don't wanna be that. You know, and subconsciously I started thinking like, damn, if I died, you know, how many people would come to the forefront and be like, you know, Matt was my man. You know, we were such good friends. We, I supported him so much, and some of that be lies. You know, you know, and I, I just, I just really don't understand, and and I really don't rock with the the inconsistencies. You know, you know, how you, I think it's just tough. I think it's really tough. You know, it impacted me so much that I just, I just live my life every day to the fullest. I live my life every day to you know attack to to be the best person of myself. You know, and I think that's the biggest thing that I want to, you know, tell you guys to do. Now, next into 2020, you know, that's January. So we're going to go on to the next thing. Next into 2020, we have the infamous COVID-19. <laughs> we have the infamous COVID-19. As you guys know, if you guys are listening to this, I know you guys are still going through it. That's something that I just could not understand. I almost thought it was like a hoax. I really thought like, yeah, I'm not wearing no mask. I'm not going outside and having to to cover myself up and long behold here we are you know i have to wear a mask going into establishments and restaurants and train stations and i can't talk to a family without having a mask on i have to be careful about this and it's just that sucks i mean sucks just the isolation of having to be so limited and could not live life you know according to how i'm used to is just it's just crazy you know everybody was saying 2020 is gonna be our year 2020 is gonna be our year the year of the vision you know 2020 vision and now we look at it and we're just appreciative of the times that we had prior to this and we're looking forward to the times that we're gonna have you know in the future and one thing i can say is like you know dealing with this was just just crazy i can still never ever get you know comfortable with it that's one thing i can say it just what has it done for you this year you know what has 2020 done for you? You know, if you lost anybody, I want to send out my prayers and my blessings and let you guys know, you know, I apologize about that. But throughout this time, you know, what have you decided to do? You know, what new crafts have you guys came into? You know, have you seen how it has impacted society? You know, what do you think? You know, what is the things that that make you uncomfortable? You know, I really don't think I can ever get accustomed to going into an establishment with a mask on. I don't even get the idea of walking to an establishment with a mask on to walk inside to be able to take the mask off. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. And this COVID-19 thing, thing, I'm telling you, like, I just really hope it passes soon. You know, I want to fly out. I want to go to the Barbados and Jamaica and experience life. And I want to, you know, enjoy the life that I'm meant to live, you know. Um, this is something that we're dealing with. And as you guys know, the vaccine is out. I'm not big on 
taking no vaccine. I'm sorry. Like I know I didn't even buy the PS5 within the first couple of months. So you mean to tell me I'm gonna take a vaccine within the first couple of months? Come on, let's be real. Let's be real. Like you guys can say what you want to say, but that's just something that I just do not believe in, and I do not believe the black community or any community should be taking it so vastly. You know, take your time. Let them have a little trial and error first. You know, but most things that come out when they're first coming out are not a hundred percent. So hit me back in like another year or so, and I'll uh, I'll see what we can do. You know, for the most part. Um, one thing I did learn from 2020 that it has taught me is that black lives have to matter. You know, this is an uncomfortable situation for a lot of people because they feel like when you start to talk about, you know, black lives matter, you're trying to say that other lives do not matter. That is not the conversation. If my house is on fire and you're my neighbors and I tell you, hey, listen, my house is on fire. Can you help me out? You coming to me telling me, though, all houses matter does not matter at this point because my house is the one that's on fire. I need your help. I need your assistance. And one thing I can say is just the unwanting killings of black people, men, women, children, is just... It's just, it's like, you got to get tired of it, bro. You got to get tired of it. Do you know how scary it is to walk outside and not know if that's going to be the last time that you say hi to your family or say bye to your family? You know? Do you know how scary it is not knowing if you're coming across the wrong law officer? Or coming across, you know, one of the the neighbors that just think that they're just, you know, pro-guns or, or, or pro-protecting whatever they believe in. It's like there's so much nowadays that we, we don't see. And I think with this... With the constant murdering of, of black people, it's just, it's just crazy. You know, what are we going to say? You know, black on black crimes? That's not even a true narrative. That's one thing I want to say. We don't hear white on white crimes. We don't hear Asian on Asian crimes. We don't hear Korean on Korean crimes. We never hear that. The narrative of a black on black crime is something that they put out into the, into the world for us to start saying. And we're the only ones that say it. You know, oh, what about your kind killing your kind? Or what about, come on, come on. And I think in this, in this wake of 2020, you know, with the death of, you know, Breonna Taylor, you know, that sweet young lady. And just the justification of how people say, you know, it just happens, collateral damage. It just, it's uncomfortable to me. It's uncomfortable, you know. And do I feel like there's a target on my back? No. I will not say that I feel like there's a target on my back. But do I feel, do, do I feel like, you know, within the situation, if it presented itself, if it was someone else and me, God forbid, you know, I think, you know, it'll be me. And one thing I can say is that I don't understand how throughout this time people was comfortable with racism. You know, how can you become comfortable with racism after all this time? You know, and I feel like I feel like there was a, a door opening this year. I feel like there was a door opening that made people that were racist or people that believed in, you know, there should only be one kind of of ethnicity out there. Um, I feel like they got comfortable this year. And I'm just not, I'm not for it. I'm not for it at all. You know, it's, it's scared to have to have this type of mindset, you know? I'm even scared to have a child in society nowadays. You know, society is so harsh, society is so different. Society, you know, has its way with people. And I just think that, you know, bringing a child into the society is scary because how do you prepare a child for something that, you know, you don't even know what to anticipate, you know? I know how they treat black people in this world. I know how they don't love, you know, black people in this world, but I know how they understand and love black culture. Don't love black culture, love me too. I am a human too. I do matter too, but I don't understand if, People see it from that perspective, you know? It's more so like, you know, we complain and we, we find problems and it's this and it's that. No, there's a bigger picture to this whole thing. And I'm very I'm very keen on understanding that we all matter, but we need to make sure that we're able to use our voice to make a stand with anything, no matter who you are. Right now, you're listening to my voice. You don't know my skin complexion. 
I don't know your skin complexion. I don't think that even matters up to this point. I think what matters is using love. You know, love is just something that's consistent. Love is something that's undefeated. Love is something that should be spread out throughout the world. You know what I mean? And I don't understand if people people understand the power of love. You know, me, my logic to things is, is things can always be better. You know, we could sit there and play victim. We could sit there and, you know, think that we're the worst per- person in the world and that, you know, you know, people put us in a position that we can't succeed, but I feel like it's about you and actually getting up and getting things done. You know, when I come on here and I talk to you guys, everything is always trying to be positive and putting a highlight to the negatives in the world. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with being a scapegoat so I can live um, and go through these trial and errors so you guys don't have to. You know, with me living my life over this course in time, you know, 2020 has taught me so much. It has taught me so much. You know, the positives of, of 2020 for me, you know, just to step away from this negative aspect is, you know, my YouTube is taking off. You know, I am fully getting paid on by YouTube. I am a full employer of YouTube, you know. Do I make a lot of money on YouTube? Nah, I don't. I don't. But the fact of the matter is, is knowing that I do get paid by them and don't knowing that I worked hard to get to this point two years in lets me know, like, it's only the beginning. It's only the beginning. The clothing line has taken off. We have stepped into a whole new dynamic, a whole new branch, and now we have a female aspect of clothing. We have it from regular clothing to athletic clothing. And it was just... Using this time, I had so much time to sit down, and this is like a full year where I'm not working and I'm self-employed, and it's scary. It's scary. One thing I can say is scary because it's like, you know, how are you going to make it happen? How are you going to get over the hump? You know, with COVID and everything going on, how are you still going to be able to sell your clothing and make content and make things happen? And somehow God is just making a way for me to make it happen. I am so proud of everybody that I still see that's pushing and doing the things that they need to do and still trying to go to school online and stuff like that. I respect it. People still going to work. People still fighting. I respect it. And one thing I say is like, it keeps making me push forward, even with the fact that my cosmetic line, come on, I'm a guy, a straight guy at that. And I have a cosmetic line, you know, it's like, what do I know about cosmetics? You know, this is, I was setting myself up for failure, even starting with this. But the fact that I just believed in the concept and just believed in, you know, yo, let's just get it done. Let's just do it. And I did it. And I feel like you could do the same thing. I feel like with anything, you can get up today and do it. You know, don't wait to the 2021 and be like, oh, this is going to be my year. I hate hearing people say that. Like, why does 2020 have to be a year? Why can't this be your week? Why can't this be your day? Why can't you change your life now? Why can't you change the narrative now? I always feel like that's the biggest thing of it all. You know, and tapping back into, like I said, the Black Lives Matter thing, it's just like, you know, why is it still such a consistency that black people are getting killed at such a massive rate and they're unarmed? You know what I mean? Like, unarmed. You know, if we were talking about anything else, if we were talking about shooting a dog, you know, we would have more sympathy for a dog. If we were talking about shooting a child, we would have more sympathy for a child. If there was no ethnicity to what we're talking about, but the fact that we're talking about unarmed, we would, we find it so justifiable. Well, did they move a certain way? Did they jerk a certain way? Did they turn their head a certain way? Did they, did they, did they give off the energy of, no. If you're a law officer, if you are a police officer and, you, and you're and you scared, stop being so damn scary and being a cop. That should not be your first resort. And I, I hate when I see on social media or I see in the world and they're like, well, you know, this person should have did this or should have did this. No, they should not have done anything. When you're overseas and the thing that you have to really deal with and you're dealing with real war, war, and let's say, you know, Saudi Arabia or Iraq or Iran or Russia, wherever you guys, you know, have war at the last resort is to shoot someone. The last resort is to two two shots to the chest. That's the last resort in a place of war. Why now in this society is that the first resort? 
why is it justifiable? Why is there, you know, leave of absence and still pay? And why, why, what's the, I'm not understanding it. Why is that the direction? Why is it always, well, if they would have never done this, if they would have never done that, this would not be the situation. I really hate hearing that. You know, the concept of it is like, you know, you're, you're basically blaming someone else for their situation. You know, and I'm a big person about analogies. I'm a big person about analogies. And I feel like, you know, um, analogy that I can use now is let's 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 use one. That's like us blaming women, you know, blaming a woman for walking down the alley and she being sexually assaulted. And then we say, Well, ah, if she would have never had that dress on, that would have never happened. Ah, if she would have never walked down that alley, that would have never happened. Uh, if he wasn't black, he would never got shot. You can't control certain things. People need to control their actions. People need to control who they are and not use any other type of time to justify what happened. That's not justifiable. And I really don't understand why people try to find a justification amongst other people's actions to say, oh, yeah, if this person wasn't like this or like that, it would have never happened. That should not be the case. That should not be the issue. But that's what brings us to it. And this is just 2020 we're talking about. We're not talking about no other years. We're talking about just 2020. And there's not a lot of positive that you can take away from this unless you choose to look at the positives, you know. I always say, like, sunny days wouldn't be special for weather for rain. You guys hear me say this all the time. You know, it's very important that you find a, a significant and solid foundation because society will try to break you down and mold it to what you think you should be. That's not the case. I really believe that, you know, living a positive life, living a, um, a exciting life is just what everybody should strive for, you know. Bringing a child into this world, bringing a child into society right now is a selfish act. I'll say it's a selfish act because you really don't know what's next. You can't tell your child what the next 20 years is going to hold for them. You can't explain. How do you explain to your child? You're like, you know, you might walk down the street and you never know what can happen. You never know what, what you can run yourself into. I'm sorry that this police officer stopped you and frisked you and, and shook you up. I'm sorry they talked to you a certain way. I'm sorry this. I'm sorry that. How do you have that conversation with your child letting your child know that? People are not ready for this conversations. I can make somebody very uncomfortable letting them know, like, listen, this is what I feel. This is what I feel. But what are you gonna what's the conversation that you're gonna have with me? Most people don't wanna have that conversation. Most people of my kind don't wanna have the conversation, let alone somebody else's kind. They always feel you're always playing victim. Oh, what you went through all that time in your life, that was four hundred years ago. Four hundred years ago is not that long. You know what I mean? And I, I just really understand that. You can't expect people to sympathize for you if they don't understand your pain, if they don't understand your hurt. It's not their objective or, or need to understand my pain and my hurt, but understand where I'm going with this and that you wouldn't want this to be experienced with you. So right now, we, we, we halfway through the year. I started with Kobe. Next was COVID. Then we going through the Black Lives Matter. We don't talk about certain things like that. Why are white supremacists going to Black Lives Matter um, rallies with guns, fully loaded. Why are white supremacists shooting into those crowds? Why are police not arresting these white supremacists that are coming with the intent of trying to be dangerous? Why is that not the conversation? Why is that okay? But we don't want to talk about that. We don't want to have those conversations. What 2020 has taught me, one of the biggest things 2020 has taught me, is they do not love you, Matt. Do not be surprised. Keep being the best person that you can be and keep being better. That goes for you that's listening too. You have to keep being the best version of yourself. Why? Because nobody expects you to. Nobody cares if you do. But I do. I really think that there's so much more to, to life, man. 
to life. I wasted so many years of my life, you know, just doing the, the nonsense, you know, chasing after the girls, trying to be cool with the guys, trying to look like I'm rich, trying to look like I got money, and still being broke. One thing 2020 has taught me is that there's so much more to life than, than we even know ourselves. We can be so much better, so much more. That's one thing I can say. I think we need to entertain more positive thoughts. Entertaining more positive thoughts and more positive speech towards our life is big. Our lives matter to us. And what we say out of our mouth, you know, actually matters. There was a there was an experiment that happened that I had seen where there was two flowers and a person spoke negative to one flower for 30 days and spoke positive to another flower for 30 days. And a, and a flower that was spoken negative to for 30 days died faster than the one that it spoke positive to. That right there just lets you know that there's power in our words. There's power in our prayers. There's power in our thoughts. We have to understand that there's more to life than what, even what we make it seem like. Don't look at social media and try to feel like, you know, this is how my life should be lived. This is how I should be, you know, going things with, going with things. I don't think it's just that simple. I think, I think it's more than that. We have power in everything. And I think us feeding into the positive thoughts and the positive accusations and the, and the positive people around us, I think all of that matters. I think all of it matters. And we have to start entertaining more positive thoughts. You know, believe in your dream. What is your dream? How old are you? When was the last time you actually dreamed? When was the last time you actually had something that made you excited? When was the last time you actually felt like, oh, my God, you know, I'm in a such, such a different place in my life now. I feel like I've accomplished something. You know, set those goals. Have things to live for. Set the three, six, nine, and 12-month goals. You know what I mean? Right now, I'm in the process of trying to write a book. I struggle all the time writing this book because I'm over here also while I'm trying to write a book. I'm trying to be a YouTuber. While I'm trying to be a YouTuber, I'm trying to, still trying to keep my pro career alive. There's so much that I'm trying to do, but I have so much that I'm doing. It gives me more motivation to keep going. I don't know if you listening to this, I motivate you. I don't know how I make you feel when I'm talking to you. But the thing about it is, is I'm going to give this self, myself this platform to talk to you. And whatever happens with it, you do with it. That's the biggest thing. So much nowadays, we're so caught up in the shade room. We're so caught up in all of this other nonsense, but we do not promote positivity. Why are you my man or why are you my homegirl and you asking for a discount for my clothing line? You're not going into Gucci, Fendi, Louis, Prada. None of these asking for a discount. You're not going to Nike, Reebok, any of these asking for a discount. But because I'm a, I'm a small business, because I'm a black organization, you think I need the handout? You think I, you think I need the money so bad that I'm a, I'm a lesson what I do out there? No, not at all. The thing about me is that I always choose to want to create. The reason why I want I always want to create something is because I feel like there's more to me than a bouncing basketball. I feel like there's more to me than my skin complexion. I feel like there's so much more to me that people can't see. My mind is so complex and my mind thinks so much. I feel like I can do a lot. So why not do more? Why not be more? Why not motivate you to be more by seeing what I do with my life? I'm no special than any of you guys. Only thing I'm doing is using my platform. You could be doing the same thing. You could be here doing the same thing that I'm doing. You could be motivating me and not even know it. Think about it. But you could be motivating me and not even know it. I feel like anybody that I see winning is motivating me. Anybody I see winning. We don't even have to talk. But me just seeing you winning is like, oh, my God. Blessings to you. That's going to be me one day. That's going to be me. You know, I always say to myself, like, you know, if, if the life I want to live is is what I dream it is, you know, financially I have to be in a comfortable position. I have to be in a position where I feel like it's okay for me to, like, you know, take a couple of chances and stuff like that. But if I'm not financially set, if I'm not financially fit, then I'm not going to really make those chances. You know what I mean? Like, those chances 
could change everything. You know, bringing a child into this world and not being financially fit could change everything. I don't want to do that for myself. I want to be financially fit. There's been so many times that I've had, you know, fallouts with women and fallouts with friends and stuff like that. It's just because I don't want to do things if I'm not good. I don't want to look like I'm winning. I don't want to look like I'm winning. I know people that fly out all the time. I know people that go on vacation all the time. More power to you. Just That's just not for me. I have to make sure that I'm doing what I got to do and I, I keep being better. That's just the biggest narrative of it all. You know, really trying to find yourself and really trying to understand what it is for you and what you're trying to live for. It's just like, we got to keep it going, man. We got to keep it going. So really entertaining, like, you know, positive thoughts, really entertaining the things that that get your motor going is very big for me. Very big for me. I've lived in a toxic environment for a long time. Not in the sense of my household, but just just my upbringing in the sense of, you know, the school system, you know, where I live at, society. You know, you can come across so much, you can it can tear down at your armor so much. And how you go and how you choose to live your life is is on you. I think almost 85% of men that are incarcerated have no father figures. African-American, that is. Almost 85% of men that are incarcerated have no father figures. I could have been one of the statistics. You know what I mean? I, I didn't want to, that to be my narrative. I didn't want to be simplistic. I didn't want to be simplified and thrown into the statistic of, oh, you can't be no much more because this is what society has given you. I was president of an all-white fraternity. <laughs> like, think about it. You know what I mean? Like, like I went from feeling in high school to barely graduating high school to graduating with three college degrees to now what I do with my life. Now what's my main focus? I'm not even using my college degrees. I'm a year and a half removed from being Dr. Thomas. But my choice is to live by what keeps me happy. The YouTube, the basketball, the podcasting, the clothing line, the cosmetics. This is what keeps me happy. But if I chose to, I could be Dr. Thomas. And that's the crazy thing is that I wasn't defined by what they told me I was defined by. I was defined by what I wanted to be chosen to be defined by. And I feel like that's the same thing with you. Don't be defined by, you know, you waking up going to a nine to five just because you got to, you know, make ends meet. What makes you happy? What are your kids going to look at you and say, I see my mom, I see my dad live this life and actually attack and be better. I seen them be more. So they're giving me the confidence and understanding to be more and, and pursue my dreams. You know, allow your kids to be creative. Who said when you become adult, you can't be creative no more or you can't think or you can't dream? Who said that? Like, you know, who said that? that this is where your story ends. This is what I don't understand. Our story do not end here. We can keep going and keep pushing that narrative. 2020 has taught me one big thing is be appreciative of what you have because at any point it can be taken. But never, ever, ever get comfortable because there's so much more to life than, you know, even we make it seem. I always sit back and just think about these things, man. I always sit back and think about these things and I'm just like, <sighs> You know, I hope I never get comfortable. I hope I never get content. I hope I never get complacent. Not because, you know, I'm afraid of, you know, of, you know, stopping the life that I'm living, but I just want to feel like I'm living life. You know, I want to feel like there's always something else that I can keep doing. There's always something else that I can keep pushing for. There's always something else that I'm living and waking up for and being better at. That's just something that I always feel, you know. I I listen to so many different people talk, you know, Will Smith, Denzel, um, Kevin Hart. And I, one thing I can say is, like, you know, just hearing the aspirations on them and, you know, how they're just always pushing. It's just like, yo, this is crazy, you know, hearing it and seeing it. That can be me. 
That's one of the biggest things. Like, that can't be me. That can be you. You know, and the reason why I have this platform is, like I said, I want to just give you guys more confidence and more power and more understanding to let you know that in society, like, yeah, we could be better. We could be better. Society's always telling us what we can't do. I'm here to tell you what we can do. I feel like we need to be more fulfilled and have our cup overflow with positivity and happiness and whatever we believe in, you know, whether spiritually, emotionally, and mentally. I feel like we have to keep pushing this narrative and understand that, you know, life is what we make of it, not what they dealt us. Not what they dealt us. Life is what we make of it. You know, and I, I'm, that's just one big thing. One thing I can say about 2020 is that it's a very, a very interesting year. You know, at a certain point, like I said, when it started, I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> you, you're going to take Kobe. It's going to be an interesting year. Oh, boy, this is going to be tough for me. But one thing I can say is, nah, it's, it's, it's not just that. There's more to life. Life is going to punch you in the face. What you going to do? Are you going to punch back or are you going to back up? There's always going to be something else tougher that's going to hit you in your life. And it's how you respond to it, how you prepare for it. You never want to get into a situation where you're not prepared for it. You want to be prepared for all types of things, all types of things. You never know who's looking at you. You never know who's looking at you to, to be successful. Or you never know who's looking at you to wait for you to fail. We can't give them that satisfaction of the doubt. Nah, you can't watch me fail. I've been here too many times. I've been here too many times, you know, and I feel like, you know, feeding more positives into ourselves, you know, with with the results of 2020 is one of the biggest things. You know, one thing I can say it taught us is that we were not prepared as society. We were not prepared for what happened. You know, we didn't, We were not prepared. And looking over it now, it's just like we still are not prepared. There's so much more that we have to get prepared for. But one thing I can say is what we can control is our nature. You know, what we can control is is what we're doing now. You know, and, and trying to control that is the biggest narrative. That's one thing I can say is trying to control that is probably the biggest narrative. Um, next in 2020, what I want to talk about is you have to take the bad and not try to run from it, not try to hide from it. A lot of people that I do know do not like to take their situations on head on. And when I talk about the situations head on, I mean the negatives. One thing in life I, I used to do is I used to hide from my negatives. I used to hide from my truth. I used to tell myself like, yo, listen, you know, it's not that bad. You know, if other people don't see it, then you good. And one day it just all came coming down at once. Um, I don't think you guys know about this, but in December t December 30th, 2017, I was in my living room and I had suicidal thoughts. I had thoughts of ending my life. Mind you, I just graduated with my third college degree. I had pro tryouts. Um, I was not dating at this time. Um, I still had a couple of friends. But I was at the peak, that what it would seem, of my life. You know, I was really excited. I mean, I had everything I wanted. But because I kept portraying to myself that I, I didn't have anything I needed to deal with, when it all kept coming down on me, that's when I had to deal with it. So I, I, I endured the injury in 2017, um, late, that did not allow me to go to my pro tryouts. The injury in 2017 was something with my piriformis muscle, with my sciatic nerve, and I couldn't really walk on my, my right side of my body. Now... What that forced me to do is sit down. And when playing basketball, you really don't sit down. And then when you're in school, you know, you got you got your guy friends and you got the girls. So you're not really ducking too much, you know. And this injury put me down. This injury sat me down and it forced me to think. And it was like, yeah, what is your makeup? Like, who are you really as a man? You know, like you portrayed everybody that you this sexy, good looking hunk of chunk of person. But who are you really as a man? What is your substance? You know, your frosting look great. On the outside, anybody would take a piece of that frosting, but what's your substance? What's the cake under it? 
And that's one thing that made me realize, like, damn, you know, maybe I'm not everything I portray to be, you know. Maybe I'm still dealing with daddy issues. Maybe I'm still mad I didn't get the certain certain type of love from my mom. Maybe I'm still confused as to why I gave my all to certain girls, you know, in the sense of the emotional and trying to help them, you know, build type of aspect. And, and they still fold it, you know. Why was it that I graduated with three college degrees and I still feel stupid? You know what I mean? Like... Why is it that, you know, they told you that if you get a college degree that you're going to be much smarter than everybody else in society? That's not the case. That's not how it is. And I think during that time, it was just such a tough, a tough gut-wrenching thing because it was like, you know, I used to I used to clown people that had depression, you know. I used to be like, Yo, how can you be so so sad and so mad that you want to kill yourself? Like, what's up with you? Like, like what? I would never get to that point. Like, long behold, look at me, Matthew Thomas, December 17th. No, December 30th, 2017, I wanted to end my life. And the only reason that I did not, I want you to listen to me, the only reason I did not was not because I got a wave of positivity because God came and spoke to me, because it, the only reason that I did not end my life that day is because I fell asleep. I would not be here talking to you guys. I would not be here motivating you guys. We would never know what would have happened. We would never know. And that's the thing about it. We would never have known what would have happened. And I, and I just, I just, I'm so appreciative that I did not take that, because right now there is over 150 people that are in my DMs that told me that I saved their life from my story. There are over 150 people that have told me that you motivate me. There are over 150 people that have told me numerous times, keep doing what you're doing because I'm looking up to you. I don't need to post it. I don't need to brag about it or anything like that. But from my story, from my story, me putting it out there, I saved 17 people's lives in, in the first three months. And we three years later now. My three-year anniversary is coming up. When you're listening to it, it might be my anniversary. Am I going to celebrate it? Yes. I don't have my chain on right now, but I have a chain that has boxing gloves on. And the chain on, the chain with the boxing gloves on it signifies so much to me. It's like keep fighting. Keep fighting. This is your life. Keep fighting. Keep being more. Never allow yourself to fold. Never allow yourself to crumble. Now, I don't know what it is that people go through. You know, I don't know what you have gone through up until this point. But one thing I can say is that we are here in 2020 and we have seen a tough time. We have seen the toughest of the toughest. And you're still alive here. You're still listening here. You still could be better here. So the fact that you are still here means that you're a dime in a dozen, meaning that you could get over this hump. A lot of people did not make it here. A lot of people didn't get to see 2018, 2019. Now we 2020 and we about to hit 2021. Do not allow what has happened this year to cripple you and allow you to feel like, you know, I wasted so much time. There is still time left. Don't wait until the next week or the next weekend to get things done. You can really get things done as we're speaking. For those that's, that's out there that's listening that don't want to like to attack their situations head on, the reason why I tell you that I think you should attack your situations head on personally is because you can't hide from it. There's nothing nobody can tell you that you don't already know yourself. Growing up, I was so I was so consumed by toxicity that I started to tell myself you have to be you have to be consumed in it yourself you have to be in it yourself so much that it becomes numb to you so i started to tell myself like you will not be successful you will not be successful yeah I, I told myself a hundred times you know i, I told myself a hundred times hey you you will not graduate college you will not do this you will not do this 
And it sounds crazy. It sounds crazy from what I'm telling you guys, but that's who I was. I started telling myself so much negative stuff that if anybody else said it to me, it would not chip at my armor. I would not take that in and be like, oh my God, you know, I feel so defeated. No, I was prepared for it because I told myself a hundred times, there was nothing that you could tell me that I didn't tell myself. There was nothing you could throw at me that I didn't throw at myself. There was nothing that you could say to me that I was not prepared for that I am now here today. You know, I use the reverse psychology to tell myself, listen, everything that you are telling yourself, you do not absorb. You, you you take it on. The only time that you absorb it is right before you let it go. Assess, absorb, let it go. The same thing with a bulletproof vest. Same thing with a bulletproof vest. If somebody has the gun and that's their negativity, let's use the gun as the negativity, and you and they shoot at you, but you have a bulletproof vest on, you assess the situation. When you assess the situation, you see the gun. You see the intent. You see them leading up to trying to hurt you. They shoot. You absorb the contact. Now, when you get shot and you get hit and you get absorbed this contact, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. We want to understand that it is going to hurt. We take this on the chin and we and we run with it. The situation is going to hurt. You let it go. Assess, absorb, let it go. You deal with it as it comes. But do not allow yourself to be crippled by the thoughts of your own self or the thoughts of someone else. Understand that self-esteem is self-esteem. Not others' esteem, not them' esteem, not social esteem. It's not none of the other stuff. Self-esteem is self-esteem. When you're in, the, when you're by yourself, you're behind closed doors. It is about you to build your own self-esteem because society is going to attack you. People are going to test you. People are going to want to hear your sad story so they can feel better about their lives. Be proud of your story. Be pr- proud of your truth, because when you get to the part of that blissfulness, you know the sunset. I don't know, my, mine's a sunset, my toes soaking in the sand, water and all that cool breeze on my back. That's that's my paradise. That's my truth. You know what I mean? I don't know what yours is. Some of you guys might like cold or Alaska or like playing with snow or something like that. But what is your truth? It has to be, it just has to be whatever makes you happy. Like I said, I used to tell myself so much negative things because I was prepared for the world. I didn't know what it was when to hear somebody say, I love you and genuinely mean it, you know? I didn't know what it was like to sit, somebody to tell me, like, yo, I'm genuinely your friend. If you need me, I got your back. You know what I mean? So I had to have myself. I had to def- uh, build myself up for so long and and build this narrative that it brought me here. You know what I mean? Like, it brought me here to be like, dang, like, how many years have you been feeling like this? How long have you been constructed to believe like this, you know? Does it imp- impact me now? Yeah, it impacts me now. Yeah, I come across the situations where I could be dating somebody and they'd be like, damn, you're just not emotionally connected. <laughs> emotions never got me nowhere. You know, emotions never got me to the point of where I'm at right now. Where I'm at right now was productivity, was not being complacent, was not being comfortable, was not allowing my feelings to, you know, get me caught up. As you guys know, if you guys have purchased my merch, it says stay out your feelings and get a bag. Feelings ain't get you nowhere. Feelings ain't gonna pay no bills. Feelings ain't gonna help you be successful. You have to have the the drive, the understanding, the want to keep being more, to keep being better. And when I reflect on it, what 2020 has taught us is we have to be prepared for all types of things. I'm not even talking in the sense of, of the COVID situation. Obviously, a lot of people are going to reflect with 2020 as COVID, but I'm talking about personally. What's going what's gonna to be your excuse when COVID is over? Have you thought about that? Like, think about it. Like, people are like, what are you, well, what are you doing with your life? Ah, I took 2020 off. <laughs> like, you took 2020 off because it was a bad year for some people. 
Like, don't use that as an excuse. Don't allow that to cripple you. You know what I mean? I'm still in this, in the process of trying to propel forward as if this is a, a very positive year. You know what I mean? Like, I could have I could have sat down. I could have chosen not to do certain things. Nah. Don't allow that to do the same thing to you. Don't take this year off in the sense of, of damn, like, you know, nah, I messed up. And now I know we a couple of weeks in, you know, we got we got a couple of days left until 2021. Celebrate, pray, be proud of what you can get to. Be proud of what's next. Who knows, man? Like who knows? Who who knows what can be next for us? That is the biggest aspect of it all. Like I said to you guys, I used to take my negativity on the chin. Now I don't use the negativity as much as I used to. I used to have a conversation and I used to be nervous about um with one of my female friends, we used to talk, and she used to be like, you know, I can't wait until you actually are motivated by something of positivity. If you guys have not tuned in, um, this is uh, Anything and Everything with D. D told me. Anything and Everything with D. D told me. She was like, I can't wait until you can live your life off of not negativity. Like, you know, off of just being motivated by the positives. You guys got to check her out. And when she said this to me, I was like, well, I mean, that's all I know. That's all I know. Like, all I know is the negativity. All I know is, like, that's all I'm, that's what I'm, I'm breaded off of. That's what I'm created off of. That's what my blood is bleeding. Like, if a person's not being negative, then, like, you know, I don't even know what the positive love is like, you know? And here we are. This is, like, the first, the first year of my life where I'm not motivated by negativity. I'm just motivated about being a better Matt than I was the other day. But I used to be the bottom of the bottom of the pot. Like I used to be the I used to be the the gritty, ugly, nasty, no substance, no nothing guy. And if I can come from that, I know for a fact anybody that's listening, anybody that's tuned in, can do the same thing. We all could be more. We all could be better, man. I believe in you guys more than you know it, man. I believe in you guys way more than you know it. I feel like you know the narrative is is much more than what we can make it is. And I feel like we could always push to be more, always push to be better. And if 2020 was not your year, it's okay. It's nothing you can do about it now. The year's over. Whenever you're listening to this, what are you going to do from this point on to change that narrative? I used to put words of affirmation all over my room. I used to put scriptures all over my room. I used to put things that, used, that reminded me like, yo, listen, you have more to do. Don't get comfortable. I used to tell myself like, yo, you are overlooked. You are you. People don't really care. People don't care to hear your story. And look at me. I got my own show. <laughs> you know what I mean. So like like now we're here. Now we're here. And what 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 is what does next year hold for us? I have no idea. I have no idea. One thing I can say is when I walk into this podcast studio, right? For you guys that's never been here, I walk into this podcast studio, and there's so many people that's on the wall. There's so many different podcasters on the wall, right? And everybody has their own thing that they talk about. And and it's crazy to look at it because. It's like now I'm amongst many, you know. This is only my third episode. I don't know, I don't know what when I'm gonna stop this. I don't know when I'm gonna start season two. Like who knows? I might start season two at the end of my twelfth episode. But it's like, yo, you are a part of a community now. You are now the voice of, of the voice for people, you know. And like seeing other people up on that wall motivates me to keep being better, you know. Like I actually write out an itinerary. And actually write out the things that I want to talk to you guys about. I don't just come here and just ramble. Sometimes I do get off on a tangent and I do get emotionally involved. But the thing about it is, is like you see so many other people doing so many different things. And I'm just thinking like, damn, you know, how can you change the world? You know, how can you be somebody else's hero? The person that I am now is who I needed when I was younger. 
I needed this male figure when I was younger because I probably would be much further than I am in life. But everything works out how it's supposed to work out for. You know what I mean? I'm telling you right now, by the time I touch 35, I will touch a million dollars. I'm not even capping. Do I know how? Do I have the formula? No. But what I'm telling you right now is that what I am doing right now, the comfortability that I'm set up with now, is that I'm not comfortable. Right now, I'm trying to rec- I'm trying to have seven sources of residual income. Residual. That means I'm not even focused on those companies, whatever I'm doing. Seven. Seven sources of income is just the average income of a millionaire. I want residual. I want those to just be while I'm sleeping. I don't even want to focus on it. I don't want to focus on it. Then I want to bless everybody else around me. Think about it is, it's like, like I said, God put me in this position for a reason. You know, I, I don't play with certain things. You know, I'm very particular about what I talk about. I'm very particular about who I talk about. But that's the biggest thing. It's like, you know, I want to impact those around me. You know, the bigger picture of it all is that, like I said, I came from nothing. You know, my mom did a hell of a job. You know, my sister, she did a hell of a job. You know, those people around me that helped me grow up did a hell of a job. You know, when I'm here now, this is my narrative. This is my truth. You know, I deal with a lot of things that I don't talk to you guys about yet. You know, but the thing about it is, is that I just know that I'm going to be the best version and a better version of myself. Because what I hold myself to, the standards that I hold myself to, is just amongst none. You know, I don't live in my in my glory too long. I don't live in my my happiness too long. You know, I don't I don't sit there and be like, yeah, well, you just you just reach five thousand subscribers on YouTube, yay! You know, my mom says, okay, how do I get to fifty one hundred? Like, how do I get to fifty one hundred? Yeah, I celebrate. Yeah, me and my team celebrate. You know, I talk to my manager, and she be like, you know, you did it. You know, just take a step back. But it's like, yo, I'm, I'm not where I want to be at. My story, my truth, what I'm putting out there, more people need to see it. More souls need to see it. More people need to understand that they could be better and they could be more. Like, people need to see it. And that's the and that's the thing about it, man. That's the thing about it. I feel like there's so much that we can make happen. And, and I, I mean, trust me, I'm happy in my life right now. You know, there's a couple of, you know, nicks and, nicks and bruises that I'm dealing with, but I'm happy in my life. I wouldn't have it any other way. I don't want everything to be peachy clean, you know what I mean? I don't want everything to be all perfect. I'm okay with things not being perfect. But what I'm not okay with is not chasing my dreams. What I'm not okay with is not creating. What I'm not okay with is not being better. You should not, not feel comfortable. If you are in a relationship and you are not happy, then a person that you're aware is not making you a better person. You need to figure out how to either fix that or remove yourself. We only have one life on this earth. We don't know if reincarnation is real. We don't know if, if the next life is real. We don't know if any of that stuff is real. We don't need to, We don't know that. But right now, you're listening. Right now, you're here for a reason. Right now, there is something else out there that you need to know that you are doing. You don't know who is watching you. You don't know who is watching you. And I definitely want to let you guys know, like, you know, the biggest thing is <sighs> just be appreciative. 2020 was a great one. 2020 was a great year for me. Um, like I said, I I didn't come into anything crazy, but I just feel like, you know, with all the turmoil and stuff like that, because I held myself to a standard and I, and I used to like, you know, crucify myself for certain mistakes and certain things, you know, um, 2020 wasn't too much different, you know, besides, besides these masks, I hate these masks, besides these masks, I hate these masks. I, I want you guys to understand. I hate wearing these masks besides that like i said it wasn't too much different i feel like we really um we really could change the narrative we really could be much more um a lot of you guys that are tuned in you know i appreciate you guys for always tuning in and stuff like that but you know just 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 figure it out write it down 
Write it down. Figure out how you can be more. Figure out how you can be better. What 2020 has taught me is that life is short. You know, give a person their flowers when they're alive. You know, understand that there might not be a target on your back, but you might be a point of interest for someone. You know, there's people out there that still believe in hate. People have, people live their life off of hate. And you can't, you don't have to understand them. All you can do is pray for them and be the best version of yourself. Because one thing I can say is that love always overpowers hate. No matter what it is, love overpowers hate. You know what I mean? So if you're listening to this and you need some some words of wisdom or you need some some advice and stuff like that, you know, I pray that, that it finds you. I pray that something that I'm saying to you, you know, hits you in your heart. I pray that something that you grab from this. I pray that it's something that you spread onto somebody else. You know, I don't have all the answers. And I'm not going to sit here like I'm, you know, like I'm Gandhi or like, you know, like I'm Martin Luther King or like, you know, I'm the biggest, you know, motivational speaker out there. I'm just talking about my truth. I'm talking about where I'm at right now. And the biggest and the best part about it is, is that I haven't succeeded to the point of a point where I'm comfortable at. You know, I haven't reached that goal of, you know, $100,000, you know, $500,000 and a million dollars yet. So we're going through this process together. So if I'm going through this process right now without you guys, right, and you guys are tuned in now, we can go through this process together. We can meet each other at the top. You can tell me, your story helped me. You helped me get over the hump. You show me so much more. You were so much better. And the fact of the matter is, is that you motivated me more than the people that was around me. You motivated me more than the people that I knew all my life. And one thing I can say is 2020 has taught me, you know, be resilient. Be resilient. One thing I can say is that water cannot cause a rock to crack. Water cannot dent a rock alone. But if you consistently run water across a rock... The persistency and the consistency of the water coming across that rock will smooth it out. Could eventually cut that rock. Think about it. What do you want to be? Do you want to be consistent? Do you want to be stagnant? Do you want to be more? Do you want to be better? 2020 has taught us to be the best version of ourselves. And let's get over this hump. Let's be great. Let's be more. As you guys know, this is your boy, Matt Thomas. This is the Overlook Podcast. Um, appreciate you guys for tuning in. If you guys are new here, you know, like I said, catch up on the other episodes. Um, you guys can find me on YouTube. You guys can find me on Instagram. Um, I appreciate you guys for tuning in, man. Love you all. Um, and yeah, over and out. Peace.